This podcast has been brought to you by AD Banker and Company. They help you meet your continuing education requirements with webinars that are not as boring as you'd think. Their live webinars are available weekly, year-round, over every topic, and with no final exams. Learn more at adbanker.com. Jay Stubbs is celebrating over 20 years in the financial services industry. He has been a qualifying member of the Million Dollar Roundtable, served as president of the NAFA chapter in his hometown of Mobile, Alabama, as well as the president of NAFA, Alabama. He is the past president of the Estate Planning Council in Mobile, serves on the Planned Giving Council, and also serves on the Prep Advisory Board for the Mitchell College of Business at the University of South Alabama. Jay is a regional director for First Protective, which is a brokerage general agency, which is wholly owned subsidiary of Protective Life. He works with financial service professionals along the Gulf Coast, providing them with sound advice on how to grow their businesses. Jay celebrates life with his wife, Casey, and their four children. Please welcome to our program, Jay Stubbs. Well, I'd like to uh, welcome uh, Jay. Thank you for joining our program today. How are you doing? Just fine, Dennis. Good to be with you. So I understand uh, you're uh, waiting for a meeting to start here real soon, and uh, I've got about 20 minutes. I'm uh, sure glad I could catch you before you get into that meeting this morning. Uh, my pleasure. I had promised uh, one of the advisors that I serve who's hosting a, uh, a mini focus group um, with a, uh, a specialty presenter uh, that I would be in attendance and uh, I decided that I needed to honor that commitment to him, but also I wanted to uh, be able to honor the commitment I made to you of, of having some time spent with you here on, on the uh, podcast. Well, I sure hope you're parked in a shady spot so that uh, you can stay cool <laughs> while we're chatting. Uh, we are. Uh, I'm, I'm in Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, it's a beautiful part of the country um, along the Gulf of Mexico. It's a, a, a very nice community. And yes, there's a nice shade tree uh, here in, in Fairhope that I'm parked under. Well, uh, Jay, if we, we'll start out by I'd like to have you just kind of tell our, our listening audience uh, uh, who you are and uh, what is your what uh, who you work for and what is your role? As a uh, director uh, for now over 20 years of uh, with First Protective, um, I First Protective is a brokerage general agency serving uh, primarily the the risk management lines of of, of products. Uh, we are a life insurance agency, a disability income protection agency, and a long term care solutions agency. Um, and as a director. My job for over 20 years has been to um, recruit a producer, and a producer can be uh, a life insurance agent, a um, a financial advisor, or a financial planner, even an uh, independent RIA firm, uh, to to handle the risk management components of their business for their clientele. That's interesting. And once we once we recruit them, uh, certainly they are we we've earned their trust through a, a genuine uh, relationship of, of handling their business on a, on a routine basis, then we manage those relationships over time, getting to know them, getting to know their business, getting to know their successors, if they if they have any coming on board, and um, just keeping them on as, as uh, first protective producers over time. 
Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And so uh, before we dive any more into the the business end and really get down to the brass tacks of what uh, what you're doing to help agents out there, uh, I'd like to know a little more about you. Uh, now, I understand, are you from uh, Mobile? Is that your hometown? Uh, yes, born and raised, uh, 1977, uh, son to, to John Stubbs and Jackie Stubbs. Um, I have an older sister. She's 10 years older than me. Um, and she is, uh, she lives in Texas, but, uh, born and raised in Mobile, um, and headed off to college back in 1995 to Birmingham Southern, uh, which is a, a great, uh, liberal arts school up in Birmingham, Alabama. And it was there that I met through an internship opportunity, uh, the fine folks at Vision Financial Group, uh, an independent advising firm, uh, wealth management firm up there in Birmingham led by Bill Dowell. Bill does was doing his business with First Protective and Andy Martin. Andy was the uh, successor president to First Protective, and between those two, uh, Bill and Andy, I learned a lot in a couple of years of internships at both of those firms, Vision Financial and First Protective. And then um, Andy made a full-time offer uh, to me in February of 1999 to come on board and start training to get into the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did that uh, in February of 99, which was just over 20 years ago. Uh, yeah. I moved back home in um, uh, 2001, back home to Mobile, and started serving as the, the director for the Gulf Coast for First Protective and uh, executing the business model that you and I talked about with respect to recruiting uh, producers and, and servicing existing relationship producers. Yeah. Now, when you were uh, growing up, what kind of work did your dad do? What kind of business was he in? Uh, my father, John, was a uh, regional director for Exxon. Uh, and back then, all of your, uh, your gas stations and filling stations were, there were some chain stores that were owned, uh, in franchise capacity. Uh, and then there were others that were corporately owned. He worked for Exxon and managed and looked after all of the corporately owned Exxon stores. And oddly enough, the same exact territory that I covered. South Alabama, South Mississippi, and the Panhandle of Florida. Yeah, that uh, sounds like that was back and, in the day uh, when uh, they, and many of our listeners may not remember this, but in the gas station, they would actually wash your windows and uh, gas up your car for you and check the air in your tires. They, they would, and, and my father, uh, not only would he be representing Exxon corporately uh, at those gas stations, he would be making sure that they are attending to their customers and making sure that the stations were clean and well represented uh for the for the corporate brand. Yeah. Um and you know he he and my mom uh uh kind of established themselves here in Mobile uh once they uh realized uh that that was uh, going to be something that he would do for a long time. He was actually making the move to move to New Orleans uh before he and my mom were in a car accident back in September of 81. Oh really? And it's uh and uh well tell me a little bit about that. How did that all how did that happen? Well that that uh is actually some of the foundation of, of why I do what I do today, Dennis. Um my father and my mom and my sister and one of my sister's friends were headed home from a University of Southern Mississippi football game uh in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They were making their way from Hattiesburg back down to Mobile down Highway ninety eight, and it was a two lane highway. And somewhere in the New Augusta, Mississippi area, um, my father had to make a decision, and, and uh, he could not change lanes with an oncoming drunk driver. And so there was a head-on collision, um, and 
my mom sustained in, uh, some some injuries, my sister and my sister's friend, and they also sustained injuries. My father, uh, even though he's wearing a seatbelt, driving a, um, uh, a vehicle, you know, there were no airbags in 1981. Um, so the, uh, the impact of the steering wheel to my father's abdomen created some injuries where he needed to be life-lighted back to Forest General Hospital in Hattiesburg, and my father passed away on that life-light hospital uh, or helicopter flight back to Hattiesburg. He was 41 years old, uh, and he left behind a widow, uh, age 36, and my mom, Jackie, and a 14-year-old daughter, my sister, Melissa, and me, um, at four years old. Oh, my. And uh, and I'm, uh, you know, I've read uh, a little bit about and heard a little bit about your story, but uh, I understand that uh, his foresight in planning, uh, along with your mother, uh, really was critical for kind of setting you on uh, a path of financial security for your education and your future that uh, was a blessing. It absolutely was a blessing. And I, we, owe, we we give credit. Whenever I tell this story, I give credit to the agent Lloyd Bryan. Uh, Lloyd is no longer with us. Uh, he passed away years ago. But in the um, mid-'70s, he approached my mom and dad about having a risk management plan in the event of a premature death. Uh, a family risk management plan that would take care of my mom uh, in the event something happened to my father and then take care of my father in the event something happened to my mom and then obviously provide for mortgage protection and um, and uh, family uh, income reserves uh, and then obviously some some college education funding for, for my sister and for myself. Uh, and so they executed that plan and uh, in September of 81, that plan unfortunately had to be put into action and um, at the early age of four year five six years old I knew that life insurance helped keep my mom and my sister and and me in our home that we lived in there was no disruption my mom owned a little small children's clothing store that she did not have to sell she could actually take the time and figure out the best solution for that she wanted to focus on raising at the time a teenager and a, a four-year-old son um, so she had the financial resources to, to take the time to make the decisions. Both my sister and I finished a uh, private school education in Mobile uh, at St. Paul School. And that private school education, along with my mom's guidance at home, led to good grades. Uh, good grades led to uh, a little bit of scholarship money uh, for myself to go to Birmingham Southern in 95. And um, that, along with money set aside for from uh, uh, father's proceeds back in 1981, you combine those two efforts, uh, scholarship and college money set aside, and that uh, was able to afford going to college in at Birmingham Southern. Yeah. That led me to that whole internship at Vision Financial Group with Bill Dowell and first protected with Andy Martin. And you could hear that I have come full circle. Yeah. Um, I went from a uh, a plan in place that worked for a family to now representing um, the agents that, that sell and execute those plans each and every day for their clients. And I have a profound respect for what they do each and every day for their clientele because, um, golly, I'm a walking advertisement for what they do. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. So what, uh, moving it to the current, uh, what kind of products uh are agents uh, selling now? What's uh, what's the bread and butter out there uh, uh, in your area? Well, the, 
bread and butter is is and will always be for the next several years, I believe, uh, the term insurance. You know, it's the most inexpensive way to to um, to manage a risk, a uh, family risk plan, or even a business risk plan in the event of a premature death of a loved one or a breadwinner. Uh, but we are seeing a, a, a push back into whole life for those that understand whole life. Uh, they want a savings vehicle coupled with an insurance plan, so um, it's making a little bit of a resurgence. We're also seeing people uh, have that understand whole life and, and its function in the marketplace. Golly, I need a death benefit, but also want some tax-free growth of cash value and potential tax-free income down the road. We're seeing uh, universal life uh, pick up some steam, specifically indexed universal life for the accumulation of cash to use down the road. And that's because of the tax-free nature of life insurance since 1913. Uh, so you see term, whole life, and, and IUL are, are some of the things that I talk about each and every day. Uh, then, of course, traditional disability income protection is very important. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are living longer after they've had a disabling event, but they need to maintain that income. So we do a, a good bit of work in disability income protection. And then, uh, quite frankly, the hottest product uh, that's being asked for, then it's, uh, oddly enough, it's not very often that people call you up saying, I need to get some of that insurance that needs to be sold sometimes. But we're having a lot of people 50 and over ask about long-term care insurance planning and what their um, solutions can be in the event of having a uh, retirement year health event that's going to uh, keep them you know, down and out for many, many years, and they want to know how that's going to be taken care of uh, on top of their Medicare planning and, and their Social Security income. They want to know how they're going to be able to pay the bills should they not be able to, to take care of themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. So how are, in terms of your role, uh, how are you able to, to really help agents uh, do more or get better uh, at what they do? Well, we deal with uh, the very experienced, been in the business a very long time uh, type of agent or advisor or producer. Uh, they look to us for solutions. Uh, they look to us really for the relationship. They want somebody uh, or a team that they can count on on a consistent and regular basis. Um, and they're sometimes they're not happy with the, the type of service they're receiving uh, currently. Uh, or they, they're making a move. They're making a move from, from a captive type of environment to an independent environment, and they just need a place to, uh, to, to transact their business. We also deal with the agent or the advisor or producer who's been in the business um, in between 5 and 10 and 15 years who, uh, again, they're looking to advance their knowledge. Uh, they need access to expertise. They need access to underwriting. They need access to... Um, a filter, so to speak. There are so many companies out there, Dennis, and so many products uh, that sometimes it can be overwhelming, like drinking water through the fire hydrant for for an, uh, an agent who has made the move to independence, uh, and he or she is trying to figure out, golly, what products are going to fit my clients? What companies do I need to be doing business with? What kind of due diligence do I need to be giving to these companies to make sure that they're going to be around 20 and 30 and 40 years from now? And that's where First Protective comes in. Um, we we attract uh, all types of advisors and agents and producers, and a lot of them choose to do business with us, you know, once or twice a month uh, or here and there. Uh, and then we have people and producers that do business with us daily. 
mm-hmm. and we are their go-to agency every single day. Yeah. You've been at it uh, we help for... Them, we, we help them navigate the waters of this, of this business, uh, find solutions, uh, whether it's product, but we also help them in technological solutions. I consult with them on their business and their marketing and their branding strategies. Uh, if they're interested in getting into social media, we help them in that regard. Um, there's just a lot that we are bringing to the table uh, that make us attractive to to want us to, to you know, at least kick the tires a little bit and see if we're a good fit. Yeah. Now you've been at it for 20 plus years, uh, which I, I guess uh, many could would say has probably been the 20 years where we've seen the most change in the industry. Where do you think? Uh, where's your read on the? Where's the business going? Uh, well, I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, push in technological advancements, especially in the application phase. There are a lot of companies who are trying to make that process uh, streamlined a little bit more. So when a client actually or a prospect tells an agent or an advisor, yes, I want that 20-year term for a million dollars, what's the next step? And 10 years ago, it was we would go and and take a pen and, and an application and go visit with them. Um, and either do that at the kitchen table or at their place of business or at, or what I like to say is in the agent's office environment. I, I'm a big fan of agents having an office environment. But they would ink an app, and then they would process that through uh, – they would order a paramed exam, and, uh, you know, somebody would come and draw their blood and, and take a specimen and ask some mes- medical questions, and then we would package all that up and send it to the insurance company for underwriting review and a policy would get issued uh, a couple of weeks later, sometimes longer, if medical records needed to be reviewed. Uh, and so the process was three weeks or more. Uh, the insurance companies and the agents are trying to whittle that down. So now there's online application process where we can uh, ask a few simple questions over the phone or even send a link to a client or a prospect, and they will uh, execute that in just a matter of minutes on their computer screen or even their mobile device. Um, at which time uh, companies will use big data out there uh, that the client authorizes by electronic signature. Yeah, you can go pull my driver's history, my my MVR report. You can go pull my medical information bureau, my prescription history. And quite frankly, if everything is clean and they're under the age of 50 and they're looking for a million dollars or less of coverage, then the insurance company, if they've built the systems properly, can go ahead and uh, – electronically approve that insured all within a matter of minutes or maybe a day. And a policy can be issued. uh, They can issue it electronically or they can send them a real in-print policy and the agent can deliver that policy and have the coverage in force, collect the premium. And we're talking about a 48-hour turnaround. Um, For some of the companies, uh, for for really efficient companies, they've turned that into a 24-hour turnaround. It's just amazing what we've taken it from a three to four week process to one or two days. Yeah. Now, everything's got to be squeaky clean, right, Dennis? You can't have mm-hmm. the person that, that's taken two or three different prescription medications or has that underwriting chink in their armor and medical records need still may need to be reviewed. But quite frankly, mm-hmm. those processes are in place today. Uh, they brought a lot of efficiencies to the business, to the insurance companies, saving a lot of time, energy and effort and uh, the clients are getting uh, their coverage quicker, and the agents who are working on commission are, are making their commissions quicker. Yeah. You know, as, as you were, uh, many of our listeners are experienced producers who are just looking for good ideas to, to move them their own practice forward. 
but also we have some listeners that are uh, possibly uh, considering entering the insurance financial services business uh, for a new time as a new career, is a, is a new career that they're starting right after college or even as a job or a career change. Uh, if you had a, an opportunity just to spend a minute or two with a brand new prospective person who's thinking about getting in the business, uh, what's the one thing that you'd uh, want to be sure and tell them? I would tell them three things. If they're coming into this business brand new, there's three things they need to understand. Number one, they all, they have to be a, a genuine, people person uh, because their personal brand today is what people are buying. Um, if they are genuinely uh, building their brand and they can do that through social media, through their personal relationships, their family, their networking, their referrals, uh, they have to be doing that on a consistent and regular basis. Those producers that have been around a long time know that prospecting is the key in this business. You always have to be looking for people to do business with you and they want to do business with people they know and like. So first and foremost, be genuine and always be prospecting. The second is uh, make sure that you are not communicating. All, what I like to say is you feel like you're always in competition, especially in the life insurance business. You always There's a tendency for a newer person to always show preferred best rates. Here's the absolute preferred rate you're going to be able to get. Uh, nobody can beat it, and you should do business with me. Well, if they haven't done the proper field underwriting to ask some of the precursory medical questions that they need to ask, specific to cardiac, cancer, stroke, diabetes, prescription medications, things like that, then they are setting themselves up for future failure or disappointment from that client that doesn't get preferred best. So I always tell that brand new agent or advisor who is out there in the insurance risk management space, tell them that there are several different rate classes and that 87% of applicants get standard rates and you could get better, but it's our job to make sure that we're clearly communicating your health history to these insurance companies and your rate could be in between uh, this dollar amount and a higher dollar amount. Give them a range. If they're asking for a specific dollar amount, what's it going to run me every month, every quarter, every year? You have to have the, the guts to say, well, we don't know. I don't know until you're approved. Uh, and, and it's my job to fight for you to get the best rate possible. And if that comes across in a genuine manner, that second point that I'm telling the, the newer folks to, to listen and learn about, don't communicate preferred best. Give them a range and make sure that you're communicating that you're going to fight for them to get the best rate possible. Then it's easier to deliver that policy uh, when the, the policy is issued at standard rates or, or just regular preferred rates and not preferred best. Mm -hmm. And the third, third thing I'll tell them is make sure that you are, and I alluded to this in the first part, make sure you're developing and building on your brand, uh, getting out there in social media in this day and age, 2019 and beyond is going to be extremely important. Uh, I read an article just the other day where Amazon the last 12 months, the biggest hiring group of people that Amazon has had is insurance actuaries. Amazon is hiring insurance actuaries. Now, I think that was in relation to the property and casualty side of the business, uh, but it's not too long before the client who is thinking they need life insurance after having that first child or next child or getting married or protecting that mortgage 
that they're going to say, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, um, who, where's the best insurance agent? Or get me an insurance agent or find an insurance policy. And their online searching is going to lead them to uh, the larger brands like Amazon. If the independent or the semi-captive uh, agents not building their own personal brand and getting out there in the community, uh, then they're going to be overlooked, in my opinion. And um, they need to get out there and make sure that they're doing everything they can to tell their story and build their brand and their personal marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, it's back to the old community days of putting an ad uh, in the newspaper or sponsoring the baseball team. Well, now you might be sponsoring the baseball team, but talking about it on Instagram or Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, it sounds like great advice, uh, good advice, solid advice. Uh, just to, I know you've got to get into a lunch and I got a couple more questions and we'll, we'll wind down our conference here today. What excites you? Just really gets you excited, uh, uh, and charged up uh, about the business itself in the next uh, two to three years. What excites me is is that I'm seeing younger people get into it. We did not see that for the last 10 years in the business, but the last couple of years and, and the next couple of years, I'm seeing younger advisors, uh, I'm seeing younger financial planners, uh, and they're gravitating towards the wealth management side, but they also understand, especially with all the fiduciary uh, rules that were now being discussed at, at, at the Department of Labor and the fiduciary standards that are being discussed at the different state levels, that risk management also needs to be a part of the discussion. We can't just manage people's money uh, and, and let that be it. We have to talk to them about their overall, their comprehensive plan, and we've got to ask them the right questions about everything. Um, so I'm seeing younger people gravitate into the wealth management side, which is very exciting for somebody like me because I can I can speak their language. I'm still close enough to that 25 and 30 year old advisor where they look at me and as somebody who's been around 20 years but still has the technological knowledge and the marketing and the branding knowledge and certainly the risk management knowledge to help them in their business. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to help them. They're excited to work with us, and for the next several years, I'm. It's nice to see that uh, the typical advisor I'm working with is average age is under 45. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you heard about somebody working with their average age of a, I an mean, uh, advisor or agents under 45, Dennis? Yeah, I haven't uh, heard that lately. <laughs> it's, uh, I think back when I was 45, I might have heard that, but uh, not in yeah. a few years. Uh, just uh, one of the questions I wanted to be sure and touch on because I'm interested in knowing more about uh, you and your background. Uh, how about you personally and your family? What uh, what excites uh, what's coming up uh, and exciting to you in the next couple of years? Well, I, I tell you, I, I, we're busy at Stubbs household. Uh, Casey, my wife, and I have been married 15 years this October. We have four really expensive and really fun and outgoing children. Uh, they are uh, ages 13 and nine. Those are my boys, and uh, my girls are my twin girls are age six. Both of my boys are very involved in a lot of sports. Their two passion sports are golf. So if you're ever out there looking up uh, John Stubbs Golf on Instagram or Jackson Stubbs Golf on Instagram, you can go and check out my kids. They fell far from my tree, Dennis. I'm a terrible golfer. I like to say I'm a good scramble golfer and have fleeting moments of glory. These kids are going out and shooting. Uh, my 13-year-old shooting low 70s with a handicap of five. My nine-year-old's playing a lot of nine-hole events, and he, his goal is to shoot under par every time he plays nine holes. That's cool. My girls are, this summer, right in the middle of, of dive and swimming, and they're having a great time with that. 
Um, it's exciting to see them because they were born premature. They were born at 29 weeks and two days and spent eight and 10 weeks in the NICU in Mobile, uh, affiliated with South Alabama, which is a fantastic organization, a fantastic children's and women's hospital. But to see my girls at age six, twin girls, uh, survive and thrive and not have any complications is a true testament to the medical technology that we have seen. So we're, we're busy. Uh, we are prayerfully thankful for the blessings that are bestowed upon us. Uh, we, we give thanks for that, but we're also, if we're not at a golf event or a swim meet or a dive meet or a basketball game or a practice for any of that stuff, uh, then we're, we're spending time with each other. Uh, and, and trying to have the best fun we can and try to keep our kids at bay because, golly, they, they want everything, they deserve everything. And for somebody who lost their father at a very early age, uh, I was four years old when I lost my dad. I want to make sure that I'm being the best dad I can be to these kids. And um, uh, making that happen takes, takes revenue and, and good work and genuine work, and I'm in a business that I love, and that helps me pay the bills. Yeah. And... Um, We'll, we'll continue on down that path. But, yeah. yeah, thanks yeah. for asking on the personal side. Well, Jay, that's beautiful, uh, beautiful. And uh, just for our listeners' benefit, uh, again, this is Jay Stubbs. He is the regional director uh, for First Protective and headquartered out of Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Jay, it's been wonderful to have you on the program today. Uh, thank you, and I'll let you go and get into your next meeting. Thanks, Dennis. Good talking with you as well. Oh, hey, you're still here. Since you are, could we ask you a quick question? We would like to host a short interview with the most successful producers of your company. These short personal stories of success really help attract new people to the insurance and financial services industry. Just go to contact us at insuranceradio.com to submit your recommendation or referral for who we should interview next. Thank you.